0: Producers and creators are the sources of all value on the planet. MC Lobster, the host of the top-rated business and investing podcast Cashflow Ninja, is on a mission with Producers Wealth to help producers create, protect, and multiply their wealth outside of Wall Street in any economy by creating systems and processes that help them increase their production, provides them with liquidity, passive income generators, and opportunities for enormous growth. Learn more about their time-tested
1: and proven systems at yourownbankingsystem.com. At your own banking
0: Welcome to the Cash Flow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host, Inside the Dojo, MC Laubshire. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas, MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, I'm joined by Jacob Ayers that will share his journey and how he found the real estate way to wealth and freedom. Jacob is a young professional real estate investor and host of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, a top-rated business podcast. Jacob's journey started when he graduated from Oklahoma State University with a degree in fire protection and safety engineering. After college, Jacob moved to Houston, Texas and dove into the corporate world of terrible coffee, KPIs and the monotony of a nine to five life. Jacob accepted his lifestyle because he truly enjoyed the work. He always had the neck for building things both physical and intangible and a passion to help people solve problems. Wanting more control over his life, Jacob set out to engineer a lifestyle he had always dreamed of. Jacob bought his first rental property at 25 years old and quickly transitioned into buying smaller multifamily properties.
2: Are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options? Discover real estate. It's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth. But the reality is real estate investing takes expertise, market knowledge, and time. So what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge? Discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing. Their secret? They partner with proven private real estate investment funds. 4Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while 4Peaks does all the work. Call 4Peaks Capital Partners at 877 income That's 877 income or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must
1: read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision. Jacob, welcome to the show. MC, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, excited to have you on
0: and great to connect. Now, Jacob, can you uh, please share a little bit about your background with my,
1: uh, with my listeners? Yeah, MC. Well, uh, let's take it all the way back. And like many of your audience members out there, MC, I was kind of born and raised with this blueprint. And that is go to school, get a good education, study so you can get into a good university, study something that's going to challenge you so that one day you can get a job. And I did all this, MC, and I found myself in my early to mid-20s working in corporate America as an engineer, and I just was looking for what was my next step. Up to this point, I'd always had something to shoot for, something next, you know, study, get good grades, make this mark, go to this school, you know, do this thing, check this box. And I was found looking for you know that next box to check and there really wasn't anything left. I was at the end of this blueprint. So, I was looking into the future and the next thing really was retirement in 40 years when I'm 65 years old if I'm lucky, right? And wow. so, that just didn't resonate well with me. So, I started to look for different options. And at the time, I was really interested in personal finance and growing my my wealth and my financial freedom. So, I started looking at how to do that and looking down this path, there was kind of the more traditional sense of investing in stocks, bonds, mutual funds through those vehicles or the alternative side, which was... Uh, investing in like real estate and oil and gas leases in the, in the other alternative side. So the real estate thing really drew to me for a number of reasons. And so I bought my very first investment property when I was 25 years old and uh, started investing in real estate on the side and just led me to where I'm at today. Now, when you approach investing
0: and real estate in in, in particular, what is your philosophical approach? Um, Do you have a
1: checklist that you draw from when making decisions? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a really good question. And it's one of my favorite reasons I like your show. And that is, it's obviously called Cashflow Ninja. And cashflow is pretty much my primary goal because my goal is to replace my earned income with passive income by the time I'm 30. And the way to do that is to invest for cash flow in the near term. So that's my primary reason for investing in real estate is due to that cash flow.
0: Now, uh, talk us through your, when you first purchase your first property, uh, the process, some of the mindset shifts that you had, um, maybe there it's it's this unknown world right you' you're, you're t- doing something that's a little bit different so share us your experience and and how you purchase your first property
1: yeah it was a scary time because i was 25 years old um, you know i didn't have a ton of money i wasn't sure that i was going to be a real estate investor you know when i grew up so it was kind of like this uh scary jump into the dark unknown but you know i was uh i just graduated college and you know i mentioned i was looking for something next something to Grow my wealth and financial freedom through. And so I picked up uh, uh, this little purple book called Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that kind of set the path from there. I jumped into all kinds of podcasts and forums and just started educating myself and really immersed myself in this real estate world for at least six months, maybe a little bit more before I pulled the trigger and I bought bought my very first property. So, going into this property, I was still pretty scared. It was kind of like, um, you know, I was going to test this thing out. I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to do this in the long run. So, I started off small and I bought a $25,000 property. Yeah, you heard that right, MC. A $25,000 property in Oklahoma. That's where I am from and that's my home market I now live in Houston, Texas, and that's where I'm living when I bought this property. So, at the time, I bought it out of state. And um, you know, I thought, at the very least, what could go wrong? I could still afford to buy, pay for this $25,000 property. It wouldn't financially cripple me if things went south. So, uh, I did that, and turned out it was great. And uh, yeah, it's, it kind of led me to where I'm at today. So, it really got me started, and it was definitely important at the time for me.
0: And after you've uh, got uh, that first property, um, what was the process that you've that you set up and getting and acquiring the second one, and some of the lessons that you've learned from the um, that taking that taking the plunge?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Well, it's been a long process and a long journey and lots of lessons along the way. But you know, I bought this very first property with the intent to buy and hold it and rent it out. So I did that. And, you know, it worked great. Once I got that very first rent check, it was like my aha moment, my proof of concept. And I thought, wow, all this stuff I've been reading and studying and listening to, it really does work. So, this is awesome. I'm going to keep doing it. And I kind of got the fever from there. And uh, so, I just... Uh, reinvested all of my funds. And at the time, MC, you know, I'm a young graduate. I'm a young professional, 25 years old. It's not like I have all of this capital that I'm just rolling around in and looking for something to do. So I'm really bootstrapping things at the time. And so I'm reinvesting all of my money and I decide, well, I really like this real estate investing thing, but I need to scale it and grow it. This single family house with, you know, rent at $475 It's nice, but it's not going to move the needle and nor is another one or even another five. You know, that's not really going to change my lifestyle or allow me to retire when I'm 30. So I thought, okay, I need to scale. I need to get bigger. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a duplex next. So I went out and bought a duplex and I really like the small multifamily property space. And that's where I'm in right now. So bought another duplex and then have been messing around in that kind of arena ever since.
0: Yeah, that's that's very, very interesting because I think I started uh, taking small steps too. So, I could definitely relate to that, minimizing the downside. You're a little bit unfamiliar, right? It's unfamiliar territory in the beginning. But as you're growing, now you're growing into, you know, you're learning more, you're meeting new people, and you're growing it into the next investor, that um, that you that you want to become, right? Always chasing that the the, the person that you want to become. So you're growing and growing, and as your knowledge is growing too, you're acquiring more properties and stepping up on the size of the properties.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've got that exactly right, MC. And it's just kind of like this scaling up thing. You know, I'm I'm kind of doubling in size as my goal for every next property. So you know, I bought that first house for twenty five thousand dollars. My next duplex was fifty five thousand dollars. So you know. If I would have started out with that duplex, it would have scared me twice as much more. But then I was pretty comfortable going into that duplex. And then I moved into triplexes and fourplexes, you know, and just keep getting getting bigger and growing and things start to come easier and you start building these processes and systems and being able to scale a little bit easier. And yeah, I think uh, it's a very repeatable system. You build these processes and systems and procedures. And with my engineering mindset, I was really good with, you know, the numbers aspect and building these processes and these systems and, you know, having everything built out on Excel spreadsheets. But one thing I found myself lacking was building these relationships. And once I figured out how to implement that kind of key piece to it and grow the relationship side of it, I really saw myself start to grow from there too.
0: I was just going to, that was going to be my next question actually, <laughs> leading to the team, because I love what you're saying about the systems and processes and procedures that you have in place. What were some of the first team members that you brought on? So, there might be a lot of our listeners in the same situation. They're either ready to take the plunge. They've taken the plunge. They maybe have one or two properties. Maybe they have a couple. What What are some of the, the key t, uh, team members that you brought on that you felt really, really helped you uh, in growing and, and, and developing your business?
1: Yeah, may, this might be a bit of a unique answer, but the very first team member that I was forced to bring on uh, was a lender. And this is due to in real estate investing, you know, you, you use leverage, you borrow money from banks or credit unions or even private lenders to, buy these properties. So, I'm not buying these things all cash. I'm putting, you know, a down payment down and borrowing the rest. So, having a good lender was vital starting out. And what I found was really helpful in this kind of size and this market that I was working in is working with local lenders. They were able to give you more specific attention. They were able to help you out a little bit more and hold your hand along the way. So, having a good lender really helped me out starting off.
0: You're listening to Jacob Ayers on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic My friend Dave Zook from the Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multi-family apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Investor. You're listening to Jacob Ayers on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and now back to our interview. What markets are you in now, Jacob? And what what uh, what were some of the things that uh, that drew you to these markets, and and some of the stuff that you look for in a in a market that you would invest in?
1: Yeah, that's a great that's a great question, MC. And. Uh, most importantly, because there's a lot of things you can change about real estate. You can change its use, you can paint it, you can fix it up, you can tear it down, but you can't move its location, right? So, location is the most important. Your market's the most important thing about real estate. So, I had moved to Houston, Texas to jump into the corporate world of engineering, but I still knew my back home market and that was Oklahoma. That's where I was born and raised. So, I bought my first property in Oklahoma and one of the things that drew to me about this market was the price point, the entry point. You know, there's no $25,000 houses in Houston, Texas that I've ever seen. So, but they exist in my home market and that's where I could afford to enter. And I knew it. I, you know, I had local connections. Uh, My family's back there. Starting out, I self-managed these properties from out of state. So, I really used my local resources and connections and network there. So, today I'm still investing in both Oklahoma and Texas
0: Fantastic. And so, you mentioned managing and you're still working full-time. How do you manage finding properties, investing in real estate, and then also managing the the property managers of all
1: these properties? Yeah, that's a good question too. Well, you know, going into it, I thought that would be much more of an issue than it really has turned out to be today. I still self-manage with the help of my dad. He is uh, kind of my boots on the ground and business partner there in Oklahoma. So, he helps me self-manage these things. And, you know it's really not as much of an issue as I thought it was going into it I thought you know I'd be always taking calls at midnight about leaky toilets and leaky faucets and and you know these kind of nightmares you hear about but there's been really very little of that and I think it probably has to do with several things um you know how you buy the property how you maintain it and and you know just getting that good solid foundation for buying the right property you know I'm not buying slums and I'm not buying you know headaches and taking on really big problems. I'm buying stuff that's you know maybe needs just a little bit of work, I fix it up well, I maintain it well and it just kind of uh, you know operates relatively smoothly.
0: Yeah, no, that uh, and you touched on one thing
1: there too. Is
0: is the is the the, the management, management, and managing uh, the tenants, right? Um, what are some of the screening processes that you have in place? Because it seems like you've had
1: uh, a lot of uh, a success finding the ideal tenants for your buildings. As well. <laughs> That's not always been the case, MC. So one of my biggest mistakes starting out renting my very first property. I I made the biggest mistake by just renting to the very first person that was borderline uh, qualified. And by qualified, I really didn't have any metrics. So, I just looked at them on paper and said, yeah, these people will do. Well, of course, that didn't turn out well. Surprise, surprise. But uh, since I have, uh, you know, kind of built some... some better criteria and some things to look at, you know, start checking credit and background checks and calling references and verifying employment and things like this. So, really learn some things along the way, mostly out of just doing the wrong things.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and that's all we learn, right? Yeah, definitely so. What are some of the big things that you're studying and learning? Um, and of course, you have a fantastic resource because uh, uh, just uh, just as I enjoy learning from my guest, um, you learn from a lot of from your guests on the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast. What are some of the things that you're studying and what are some of the biggest things that you've learned uh, interviewing and uh, speaking with a lot of successful investors?
1: Oh, yeah. There's so much out there. You know, there's so many people who are doing things and doing things a lot, more successful than I even knew they could be done. So, uh, anybody you talk to knows something you don't. Whether that's something relevant or not is up to you. But, you know, anybody you come across, there's something to take away from them. And so, some of the big overarching things that I've learned from speaking with so many real estate investors are kind of this abundance mentality. There's not a scarcity mindset amongst many real estate investors. There's so much money out there. There's so many deals to be had. There's so many possibilities. So having that abundance mentality has really changed the way I approach things. And I'd say that's been the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, it certainly does because there's so many opportunities right now uh, in many, many different areas. Jacob, what are some of the things that you're looking at at the real estate market? Um, I'm very interested to hear that. I speak to quite a number of folks and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the real estate market is very... Um, you know, specific to one location. So you can't really broad stroke an entire enormous country such as the United States. But what are some of the things that you're seeing out in the US market? and, And if there's any specific markets you want to touch on, feel
1: free to do so. Yeah, sure. Well, backing up MC, I think when people hear real estate, they kind of gravitate towards houses. And that's for the most part right. But there are lots of asset classes amongst real estate. There's residential real estate, places you live. Those could be houses or apartments or mobile homes. There's commercial real estate. That's your local mall, that's your local uh, strip mall, that's your local office there's, well, office buildings as well. That's a subset. You know, there's office buildings, there's warehouses, there's storage units. So, there's so many different areas of real estate, but I focus on residential real estate in particular. And for a few reasons, no matter what, at the end of the day, you go home, and you have to have a place to go home to. You don't necessarily have to go to the office. Not everybody does. Not everybody goes down to their local mall. I haven't been to a mall in quite some time. I'm more of an Amazon fan. So, you know, I order a lot of stuff uh, through e-commerce. But what I've realized is everybody has to have a place to live. And so, that's where I focused my investing on as residential real estate. And I mentioned I got started in single-family homes. I knew I wanted to scale- faster and quicker than single-family homes would allow me to. So I moved into small multifamilies. And what I'm s- focusing on today is transitioning into larger multifamilies, and those are apartment buildings. And what are, what are you seeing in the apartment buildings as far as
0: the market? Because there are some folks that are looking at compressed cap rates, they're looking at deals, and so forth.
1: Yeah, that's that's a common uh Common issue I hear in today's markets, you know, money's been so cheap for so long that many people have jumped into this space, and and are driving down cap rates, driving up prices on properties, and that pretty well exists across the board. Some markets are a little hotter than others. Now, in my home markets of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City to be more particular, it's a very rent. It's a very uh, kind of blue collar market. So lots of renters, uh, you know, lots of blue collar jobs. And so that market's still been pretty well supported by that economy. And it's still working well for me. Um, You know, I live in Houston, Texas, and I've looked at investing here. And coincidentally enough, I rent in Houston, Texas. I don't own here and I invest in my home markets. So yeah, those are just some uh, things I've seen in my particular markets.
0: What are some of the technology that you use uh, for your business and uh, some of the resources that you would recommend for uh, starting investors?
1: Oh, I mean, there's so much out there. I mean, in today's day and age, you know, managing all my properties remotely, it's all online or over the phone. So there's so many things that people can use. Now, when I'm looking for properties, you know, that's a very online intensive process. So, I'm looking at county records. I'm looking at local listings. I'm looking at a lot of data online. So, and it's kind of particular to every market and even any, every sub market like counties. So, I'm looking at county, you know, public data. I'm looking at county tax records. uh, I'm looking at property records and property listings in my local markets. And then on the grand scheme of things, I'm looking at large-scale data sources. And then also, virtual assistants help me uh, support all of these processes. So, I'm using things like Upwork. Right. That's
0: a, that's a great, great resource to find a lot of assistance on.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really worked well for me. And it's kind of been one of those learning processes. It takes a little bit to understand how to have somebody help you. You really have to know what you're doing if you're going to teach somebody to help you do it what it is you're doing. So it's really helped me step up my game as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, Jacob, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success,
1: what would they be? Oh MC, such great, such great questions there, and it really pulls a lot of good information from you. But I would say do what it is you love, and then the money will follow. And you know that money is not the end goal. That's not gonna create happiness for you, but rather it's gonna allow you to do the things that make you happy. And ultimately, I think you just have to do in this life really what you love. Follow your passions and everything else will sort it out. So I think that's three. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing them. Jacob, where where can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they find your podcast and uh, stay uh, informed of all of the projects that you're involved with?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you can reach me at www.jacobairs.com. If you want to reach out to me, connect with me for, you can find my podcast there, which is The Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom. You can also find that anywhere you can find podcasts. So, if you ever want to talk real estate investing, feel free to reach out to me. I love speaking with people and uh, thanks so much for having me on, MC. Yeah, this has been a blast connecting. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much.
2: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A-Realestate.com.
0: Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.